Welcome to Doctor Who's 50 and 50 podcast, episode 7. Today we're talking about Colin Baker and his tenure as the Doctor. Colin Baker was the Doctor for stories 137, The Twin Dilemma, right through 147, which is the Mysterious Foe chapter of Trial of a Time Lord. Those episodes ran from 1984 to 1986. Through most of this era, the main companion was Perpigillium, or Perry Brown, and towards the end, there was also Mel Bush. The villains Baker faced included the Cybermen, Sill, the Rani, including the Rani's first appearance, the Suntarans, the Master, the Daleks, the Valyard's only appearance, and two out of three appearances of Sabalom Glitz. Each Doctor has their own unique attire. In Colin Baker's case, it's a very multicolored coat, and even the actor considered it to be something of an eyesore. He also had a cat pin on his lapel, and a fairly distinctive blonde perm for his hair. This is still the only confirmed regeneration that got older from an actor perspective. In all the other regenerations that we've seen, we've gone from an actor to an actor who's younger at least at the time of regeneration, if not indefinitely. Although his regeneration into Sylvester McCoy is pretty close. Their birth dates are actually only a few weeks apart, just a couple of months. Now, it did take Colin Baker time to settle into the role as the Doctor before he got consistent. It was scripted that way as well, and that's actually a fairly common thing with a lot of the regenerations. Now, following on the Peter Davison Doctor, they brought him a little more back to the traditional Doctor. So he's a little more cantankerous, a little more cranky, a little more obstinate, and a little more abrasive. And that's not just because of the way Colin Baker played the part, that was a conscious choice. So he wasn't abrasive just because of, you know, the way I'm reading the actor. The actor was out there trying to play an abrasive character. It is an interesting character to watch, but when you're following on Davidson's Doctor, it doesn't necessarily endear him to the audience to have him that abrasive after what, to this point at least, had been the most genial and the most relaxed incarnation of the Doctor. Now, having Perry Brown as the companion through most of this probably doesn't help. It's nothing against Perry as the character, or even Nicola Bryant as the actress. Nicola Bryant eventually played her well enough. It took her time to get into the role. She actually started towards the tail end of the Peter Davison era during the Planet of Fire story. But the issue with that is that was her first professional job. And she was brought in because producer Jonathan Nathan Turner wanted to increase the sex appeal of the show. As far as I can tell in that Planet of Fire, which is her first story, the only definition they really had for the character was someone who looks good in a bikini. Now go write a story about a woman who will spend this entire story wearing a bikini. And when you have an inexperienced actress with nothing to go on, you don't get a really stellar performance. Nicola Bryant did eventually find her footing, but another thing that they did to sort of set this companion apart from the others is her attitude and the reason she's going along with the Doctor. She's not out there looking for adventure like so many of the companions are. She's out there looking just to be a tourist and to see things she hasn't seen. So when danger rears its head, her first instinct is to grab the Doctor's arm and drag them both the heck out of there, which is probably the most reasonable response for an actual person to be doing in these situations. It's not what the audience is tuning in for. That was my read. It wouldn't surprise me if that was the BBC's read as well, because when Perry is eventually replaced by Mel Bush towards the end of Colin Baker's tenure, Mel Bush's character is the diametric opposite. The Doctor's the one saying, whoa, 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 slow down. We need to move cautiously when we're diving into these situations. And Mel's the one charging straight ahead, which is about as different from Perry Brown as you can get. And even that shift started to help the series feel a little more like Doctor Who, even though the writing hadn't changed, Colin Baker's performance hadn't changed, 
it just started feeling more like what was going into things because that was the new dynamic of charging headlong into danger and into adventure. And that's something the series had been lacking through no fault of Colin Baker's or Nicola Bryant's. That's just the way these characters were set up, especially early on. Some of the early stories are about Colin Baker's doctor trying to figure out who he was after this regeneration. And there was talk of him going and being a hermit for a few centuries. Now, unfortunately, the ratings weren't great during Colin Baker's run. They weren't horrible. Uh, with the change in the TV markets these days, they're actually fairly comparable in terms of the ratings they were getting in 1986 to the ratings the series gets in its first broadcast in just the, the British Isles today. But it was enough that they decided to replace Colin Baker at the end of the Trial of a Time Lord, which ended up being the entirety of season 23. So when they placed the call to Colin Baker and asked if he could just come back for a regeneration scene, he asked if he could get one more season because he felt he was just starting to get into the groove and there was a lot more potential. He hadn't been in the role nearly as long as a lot of the other doctors. The producers said, we'll give them some time, they'll go think about that and get back to him. Before getting back to them, they'd already filmed Sylvester McCoy doing that regeneration with the wig. So Colin Baker was pushed out before he was ready. He was effectively fired from the role. Now, he's also the only classic actor or classic series actor to have played two different roles in the series. If you go back to the Peter Davison era, there's a story called Arc of Infinity where Colin Baker plays Commander Maxill. That's the only time in the classic series that an actor played a different character before becoming the Doctor. There's some when they play a different character after, like when Davison played Omega, but that's a little different. And I do specifically say the classic series because David Tennant did some voice work for the Scream of the Shalka animated miniseries as the voice of the caretaker before he was cast in the new series. In fact, that miniseries came out before this new series was even relaunched. So to sum it up, uh, the Colin Baker era is a little bit of a weaker era, but it's not because of Colin Baker himself. He played it well enough, but it just didn't seem like they're a great fit for both him and his companions to follow immediately after Peter Davison. The cards were basically just stacked against him. So there are some good stories in here. The Trial of a Time Lord in particular I found quite enjoyable. His Dalek story was pretty good. The first Ronnie story was not bad, although I felt it didn't showcase the Ronnie as it should have. We'll get to that one later. And it does introduce the Valyard, which is a villain that has a lot of long-term potential. And again, we'll be discussing the Valyard later as well. But this effectively wraps up what I have to say right now about the Colin Baker era. So join us again tomorrow as we discuss Sylvester McCoy. Thanks for listening.